0: Yeah, so can you dumb it down a little bit?
1: (laughs) Oh, boy.
0: What are you asking for here?
1: I'm just asking for him to show up and be willing.
0: What does that mean? Hey, Lovebirds. Today free love advice on getting really clear about what it means to have your needs met, to be able to explicitly describe what you need in your relationship. Make it easy for people to meet your needs by getting clear on what is the behavior that I am asking For you to exhibit so that I can feel safe. We explore the difference between a demand and a request. I need you to meet this need. Sounds kind of confronting. I might get defensive if I hear that. I would love it if you did this. When you do that, I feel seen and safe and connected. I'm much more likely to respond positively to the request rather than the demand. So today, what it means to get your needs met, how to ask for them, and how to get clear about what is your need. This is a primer on the needs conversation. There will be more content around this, I promise you. My name is Sean Galanos, and this is The Love Drive. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. How can I help?
1: Oh, Sean. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to getting some perspective from you um, on whether or not I should continue exploring with an ex partner. Oh, I kind of just want someone to say, you like with with a, a different sort of objective. I.e. you, to sort of tell like, I wanted someone to tell me what to do, like to go, you know what? Yeah, really pursue this. If your heart's in it, then go for it. Or come on, what are you doing? You've been here before.
0: I'm curious, why are we talking about this today? What's so important about this?
1: This person and our connection has taken up a lot of emotional space for me for a few years, actually, kind of off and on. Yeah, so the, the like we have a really intense uh, sexual connection. We're also both musicians. And so we have a deep connection on that level as creative people. Yeah, I want to I want to get the sense of you know, should I continue investing in this? I need some advice on that.
0: <laughs> what seems to be the problem? <laughs>
1: If someone's doing the emotional work, like he's going to therapy, he's been um, single, like he's been not not pursuing sort of that um, serial monogamy thing, is that enough of a reason to kind of go, oh, okay, well, then things have changed a little bit and and you might be you might be more in a place to open up emotionally?
0: I guess this is the obvious question. Why did it end in the first place?
1: I was making myself small. Because it was difficult for him to have, you know, challenging conversations or, you know, share emotionally. So that, that just wasn't working for me. And so I, I broke it off. We've actually dated two separate times before. I realized that that wasn't, it wasn't serving me for me to make myself small in order to, in order to a- accommodate his sort of lack of emotional intelligence at the time or willingness.
0: Hmm. So you broke it off because you were making yourself small because he wasn't able to meet your needs for fill-in-the-blank.
1: Emotional intimacy.
0: Okay. And what does that mean to you?
1: I think emotional intimacy takes a certain amount of emotional intelligence and, and curiosity and willingness. So if there is a sort of a mutual level of curiosity there. I mean, you can have you can be, yeah just the willingness to sort of go deep and have those conversations and and explore intimacy that doesn't necessarily have to do with the sexual experience. So how do you want
0: this relationship to be different than the old one?
1: I would like this relationship to be different than the old one by really having a mutual curiosity and openness to exploring various levels of intimacy.
0: Mutual curiosity to exploring multiple levels of intimacy. If I wasn't proficient in that kind of speak, I would have a hard time understanding what that means.
1: Oh I'm so looking forward to hearing this because i can I can only imagine and and so here's a bit of insight too that might give you a bit of context. I'm forty four and he's thirty one okay. We have very different life circumstances and backgrounds around relationships and family and stuff so um yeah, that's not he's not proficient in that type of speak,
0: yeah, so can you dumb it down a little bit? <laughs>
1: Oh, boy.
0: What are you asking for here?
1: I'm just asking for him to show up. What does that and mean? be willing. What does that mean?
0: Yeah. Let's get like clear about what are the behaviors that you would like to see that are that were missing that led you to leave the relationship. And then can we find a way to ask for those behavior modifications in a way that's non-threatening and see how that's received?
1: Oh, you're good. Um,
0: you gotta make it easy for people.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. I tend to make it hard for myself, I think.
0: Oh, yeah, first of all, make it easy on yourself and then make it easy for other people.
1: <laughs> okay, so when I say I would want I want him to be willing to show up it's a need for me, I think, really thinking about like needs in relationships that to, to be with someone who is willing to have difficult conversations.
0: Okay. Are you writing that down? seems like a good one. <laughs> so willing to have difficult conversations. Number one. Yeah. Okay.
1: But that's like, that's like number one. Okay. And I honestly, I'm, I, I don't really care where that relationship goes. If it's, days i'm not interested in like a a, like a friends with benefits situation i know that so you know if he if he's willing to show up and have to have difficult conversations and then wants to still pursue an emotional romantic sexual connection then i'm all in and if he's not willing to or if you or, or if if it's makes more sense for both of us to to just go let's dial it back and can and just explore this as a friendship
0: I mean, you could also just start over.
1: ooh, I never even thought about that.
0: Does't have to be all in or just friends. How about a little gray zone?
1: Does that mean being patient?
0: Yes. <laughs> What's the rush?
1: That's a great question.
0: I'm waiting for an answer.
1: I think the rush is that I, my heart, I, I'm, i I have a nervous heart.
0: Join the club. Yeah. <laughs> Probably.
1: Well, I feel like the stakes are a little higher recently, only because stress and My health stuff, like I, it's really, really important for me to like have a very stress free life, and I've been working really hard on, on, you know, daily meditation and future self journaling and like major self care stuff, and so I know that my past experience was really like a heartbroken feeling as a result of that relationship shifting in that way.
0: Shifting in what way?
1: When we broke up. Okay. Yeah, I guess maybe my my heart feels impatient.
0: Is there also a part of you that's trying to prevent future heartbreak from happening?
1: Yeah, that's probably what it's about, isn't it?
0: Well, I don't know if that's what it's about, but that seems highly unlikely.
1: Well, that's the self sabotage part. Like, if is this, yeah, is this a good distraction from being open to you know having a relationship with someone that that might be better suited?
0: Oh, this relationship might be a distraction from having another one?
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: I mean, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like it's at least worth exploring.
1: Right. I'm not sure how you feel about this, but I feel like we have this super, like a cosmic type of connection. I like think we're we're really drawn to each other.
0: Well, you should definitely then never see each other again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh. But I love that. I love that. Thank you for the reminder of what's the rush, because there, I, like, I don't, I don't really think there's an answer to that actually.
0: Oh, I, I think the answer is there is no rush. Yeah. So I'm going to push back on you. Okay. I mean, unless there is like some sort of deadline.
1: There is no deadline.
0: Okay. So now what?
1: Well. It's important to chill the heck out. It's important to be aware when I'm overthinking. I tend to, you know, most people are at ABC and I'm like way down at LMNOP. Do you know what I mean? Uh,
0: yeah, I don't know about most people being at ABC.
1: Oh, really? Do you think we all tend to overthink?
0: No, I don't. I didn't say all. Oh, lots? <laughs> <laughs> I think so, yeah.
1: yeah. Okay, few. I, um, I
0: mean, can we live in the present moment? I mean, that's... yeah. Did you learn nothing from meditation?
1: Oh gosh, it's but it's a constant learning.
0: Yeah, it's also (laughs) a constant bringing you back to the present.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: and in the present, you have some evaluation to do about whether this person can meet your needs for um, showing up and being willing.
1: Right, and that doesn't have to happen in the next twenty four hours, does it?
0: It doesn't. And how are you, how could you possibly evaluate somebody in 24 hours? I mean, this stuff happens slowly over time. Do they show up? Are they willing to repair when they mess up? Do they meet you halfway when it's time to have a difficult conversation? We haven't even explored what are other ways for them to show up, right? One of them was, can they have difficult conversations? Right. Right. So I'm sure there are other ways. How can they meet you? in emotional
1: intimacy the when you said repair that that's really important because i think we all screw up you know we all make mistakes and we all fall back on old uh, behaviors but yeah that willingness to repair and that is something that i've actually seen when we started speaking again after i think it was more like seven or eight months actually sean (laughs) um i'm very proud of you thank you i thought you would be he apologized And that was a big catalyst for him at the time. That's when he started doing therapy. So it's tricky because I keep on sort of thinking, okay, well, he needs to do A, B, and C in order for me to feel a certain way. Right? So that I feel a bit uncomfortable with that because that's putting a lot of expectation on him. And also I have my own stuff to be working on. No. Yes, I know it's true. It's, I mean, it's hard to believe, but... It's not
0: that he needs to do A, B, and C. It's that I would like my partner to do A, B, and C. Okay. And if my partner is unable to do A, B, and C, what, is, what does that mean for the future of this relationship? And is A, B, and C realistic?
1: Right. So, so far, the A, B, and Cs would be the willingness to show up and have difficult conversations.
0: That seems pretty realistic.
1: Yeah, repair.
0: That seems realistic.
1: Okay. Phew. Um, <laughs> and I think that there is like a the autonomy piece of, around self care. Like, is is he is he taking care of himself? Right. Like, a, if I am going to be with someone, then that because I, it, I spend so much of my time and and energy and emotional, you know, resources, just making sure that I can thrive from day to day Mm -hmm. and i i do expect that from a partner and a friend any anyone who i'm gonna be in relationship with well
0: people take care of themselves differently yeah so i mean the question there would be has he acted in a way that makes you think that he's not taking care of himself
1: not recently no in fact it's been the opposite okay
0: so these all sound fairly realistic None of these are demands, right? If they show up and are able to do this without you asking, great. That's awesome. It makes it a lot easier. I'm in a relationship like that right now. I don't I don't have to ask for my needs to be met because they're already being met. And if they're not being met, then there's a conversation that can happen around this these are the needs that aren't being met. This is how they affect me and my ability to stay connected to you and this is a request I'd like to make.
1: Mhm.
0: Very standard NVC, nonviolent communication stuff. Yeah. When you do this, I feel like this It affects my, here's my request. Four parts. Then we reevaluate. Okay, are they, are they willing to meet us halfway or all the way? And then there's another period, trial period, until the next thing comes up. The next trigger or the next event or experience. Where you realize that one of your needs isn't being met and it's worth addressing. Right. Lather, rinse, repeat (laughs) to build a successful foundation for a loving relationship.
1: Right. And I think that builds trust over time.
0: Mm -hmm. And your heart becomes less anxious. When you know that you're with somebody that's willing to repair and that's willing to adjust and attune to what's going on with you, and you know you might make a request, and that and that request will be met with a no. Sorry, I can't do that because that goes against my desires or my needs. And that might be okay. It might be like you get five yeses and one no. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. I still I still feel safe. And I also now know that this is important for you. So how can we adjust to each other? It's not always going to be unilateral. Yes.
1: Right. I think in the past it's been a bit sort of, um, there hasn't been a yes or a no. It's just sort of been a bit of a paralyzed response because of sort of that lack of emotional intimacy. Sure.
0: And, it might it might behoove you. I just love saying that <laughs> to celebrate him every time he shows up in a way that is different and new for you.
1: Oh, good idea.
0: And say, man, that is just so amazing the way you're showing up for this well, conversation. For this conversation, it's so different than how we were before it. it this makes me feel safe and seen and heard and. Loved.
1: I always appreciate your insight. And part of the reason that I've been such a fan and such a supporter of yours is that it's so encouraging to hear, you know, someone who is a man at the age that you are and knowing some of your background and stuff that, you know, you've really done the work and you've really. kind of uh, encountered fears and moved through, it seems. And that's inspiring. <laughs> so thank you.
0: Hey, you're welcome. I blame the stars, by the way, so.
1: <laughs> no, you don't.
0: You're looking for a, for a Virgo with a Cancer
1: moon and a Capricorn rising. Okay, well, then we can end this conversation right now.
0: <laughs> is that because that's what he is?
1: No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's. I'm not sure what his moon and his rising is, but uh, he's a Taurus, very grounded. For this fishy Pisces.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for taking the time to say that. And um, <laughs> I don't know how to say this next thing without tooting my own horn, but
1: do it, yeah, toot away. Uh, it behooves you to, it, to toot your horn, Sean.
0: <laughs> I'm not your typical man, and it's not fair to ass- to assume that the men in your life are going to be able to discuss the stuff that I'm able to discuss. Because this is what I do. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things I'm not good at that he he's probably really good at.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is like my vocation, right? So it's it's not fair to put people or to expect them to be able to to access the language of emotions the way I do. Right. But it can serve as like a guiding light or something
1: so how have you thank you for that that's beautiful and and it makes perfect perfect sense and how have you as you've navigated relationships dating um because you have this depth of emotional awareness and willingness and um the ideas around um getting those needs met but also not having big expectations around partnership. I mean, the reason I ask is because I've I've been cultivating deep deep friendships over the last few years as I, you know, been mostly solo, and really getting a lot of my emotional needs met there. So it seems to feel um, a little bit less pressure on the romance piece.
0: You just answered the question that you asked me. <laughs> Okay. I mean, community, the answer is is community and the answer is intimacy and it's cultivating that with as many people as possible, different shades of it. And then the the needs are less. We don't have to place them all in one person when they're getting met in other ways. This is kind of the work that I've been doing with my therapist for several years now. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Here are all your needs. Okay, well, we can try to find someone to meet all of them and... For them because it's going to be an insane amount of work and unfair to them because they'll never be able to meet them? Or can we find other ways we can get these needs met through various people or different experiences or behaviors, right? Like, you know, the idea is these are the needs that I want. I want them met this way. Here's my manual. Study it. Meet my needs. Or it's like, okay, well, this need is actually, you know, the need for an example could be you know i really want talking to my partner i really want you to come home and and to cuddle me every night for an hour before we like connect or before we like talk about our day that could be kind of hard to meet right and maybe what's underneath that meet that need is i actually need physical closeness i need human contact and i don't necessarily need it from my partner but i think i need it from my partner so is there another way to get those needs met right can you get a massage can you go to a yoga class it's like can you do like some contact dance can you go to a cuddle party right what can you fill your life with which will give you human touch so that you don't need to place that demand on your partner get your needs met in whatever way is possible
1: interconnectedness
0: can you hold on real quick of course roger (laughs) roger stop it with the bone it's got a new bone
1: oh good roger okay so okay
0: what did you learn about yourself today
1: well that i feel like it's it's okay to want to explore this and to pursue this a little bit that's a, a relieving feeling because of some of the of the the needs that we talked around um talked about around emotional intimacy and I also learned that what's the rush, really? Because there is no rush. Yeah. What's the rush? Yeah.
0: And can can you outline your needs in a way that someone can understand? And can you can you help them meet them rather than m- give them a nebulous goal that is easy to fail at, and then say, "Well, see, I knew you couldn't meet my needs." Right. The work that you need to do is to figure out exactly what your needs are and then to communicate them in a way that other people can understand.
1: Okay, that is such awesome homework. I'm so into that.
0: And I'll leave you with this anecdote. Okay. Well, first of all, very few people ever get back together. Or I guess maybe they do, but no one writes songs about it. Right. Except for Peaches and Herb. Reunited.
1: And it feels so good.
0: Exactly. And... I don't know why that is. I mean, we can guess. We can theorize. But the anecdote that I'm to leave you with is that one of my really good friends, her parents got divorced and then like some years later got back together. And they've been together ever since. Hmm. So it can happen. You can tell everybody who is a naysayer to go eat rocks.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Well, honestly, there actually haven't been any naysayers. Well, there you go. Yeah.
0: The universe has spoken.
1: (laughs) And so have you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You're very welcome. This has been great.
0: Good luck. (music) Thanks, lovebirds. As always, your your presence means a lot. It does. I see those download numbers every week. And for the most part, they're up and to the right. And that is awesome because I love this work and I think it's important for you to get your needs met. Yep. And for you to get what you want, what you desire. In 2020, I'm going to be doing several workshops on needs and desires and boundaries and fears and how to communicate all of that to new people that you're dating, to your long-term partner, to your family members, because I really believe in the power of communication. I really, really do. If you want to find out about those workshops, the best way to do that is to join the email list. Go to thelovedrive.com forward slash email. Email. And when you do that, you'll also get twice weekly reminders that love is real in your inbox. That means I'm going to send you two emails a week. Do not sign up unless you want two emails a week reminding you that love is real in this world. Thank you. Thank you for being here in 2019. And I'm looking forward to this relationship deepening in 2020. Have a beautiful week and rest of this year.